Chapter 6 The Journey from Platform 9 and 3 Quarters Harry turned his news over his mind. He was starting to get a prickle of fear every time you know who was mentioned. He supposed this was all part of entering the magical world. But it had been a lot more comfortable saying Voldemort without worrying. What's your Quidditch team? Ron asked. Uh, I don't know any, Harry confessed. What? Ron looked dumped out. Oh, you wait. It's the best game in the world. And he was off, explaining all about the four balls and the positions of the seven players, describing famous games he'd been to with his brothers and the broomstick he'd like to get if he had the money. He was just taking Harry through the final points of the game when the compartment door slid open yet again, but it wasn't Neville. The toadless boy, or Hermione Granger this time, Three boys entered and Harry recognized them, middle one, at, at once. It was the pale boy from Madame Malkin's rope shop. He was looking at Harry with a lot more interest than he'd shown back in the Diagon Alley. Is it true, he said, they're saying all down the train that Harry Potter's in this compartment. So it's you, is it? Yes, said Harry. He was looking at the other boys. Both of them were thickest and looked extremely mean. Standing either side of the pale boy, they looked like bodyguards. Oh, this is Scrap and this is Goyle, said the pale boy carelessly, noticing where Harry was looking. And my name's Malfoy, Draco Malfoy. Ron gave a slight cough, which might have been hiding a snigger. Draco Malfoy looked at him. Think my name is funny, do you? No need to ask who you are. My father told me all about the Weasley. Have red hair, freckles, and more children than they can, more children than they can afford. He turned back to Harry. You'll soon find out. Some visiting families are much better than others, Potter. You don't want to make him friends with the wrong sort. I can help you there. He held out his hand and shake to shake Harry's, but Harry didn't take it. I think I can tell who the wrong sort are for myself. Thanks, he said coolly. Draco Malfoy didn't go red, but a pink tinge appeared in his pale cheeks. I'd be careful if I were you, Potter, he said slowly. Unless you are a bit politer, you'll go the same way as your parents. They didn't know what was good for them either. You hang around with a riffraff like the Weasleys and the Hagrid, and, and that Hagrid, and it'll rub on you. Both Harry and Ron stood up. Ron's face was red and his hair. Say that again, he said. Oh, you're going to fight with fight us, are you? Malfoy sneered. Unless you get out now, said Harry. More bravely than he felt, because Crabbe and Coyle were a lot bigger than him or Ron. But we don't feel like leaving, do we, boys? We have eaten all our food and you still seem to have some. Coyle reached towards the chocolate frogs next to, next to Ron. Ron leaped forward, but before it so much as touched Goyle, Goyle let out a horrible yell. Skivers, the rat was hanging off his fingers. Sharp little teeth sunk deep into Goyle's knuckle. Crab and Malfoy backed away as Goyle swung Scrabbers round and round, howling, and when Scrabbers finally flew off and hit the window, all three of them disappeared at once. Perhaps they thought 
there were more threats lurking among the Swedes, or perhaps they had heard footsteps because a second later Hermione Granger had come in. What has been going on? she said, looking at the Swedes all over the floor and picking up Scarborough's by his tail. I think he's been knocked out, Ron said to Harry. He looked close at Scrabbles. No, I don't believe it. He's gone back to sleep. And so he had. You've met Malfoy before? Harry explained about their meeting in the Diagon Alley.